Always hoping for that Santa Claus rally map, but Santa came early. They are concerned higher taxes in the future are going to impact their retirement income plans. That does sound like something that needs to be talked about in planning meetings. Top seven big tech stocks are carrying the S&P 500. Good day. Today is Tuesday, December 5th, 2023, and this is The Bet. Welcome to The Bash, where we bring the analyst and planner to the table to discuss relevant financial and investment topics. We're going to have 60 seconds to discuss each topic. Scott, my man, the analyst, before we get started, anything, Tali sees anything you're wishing for, for uh, the upcoming holiday, buddy? Always hoping for something big, back on the spot, but this year, just peace for everybody around the world. A lot of people are struggling. A lot of people are in horrible situations, uh, so I personally am hoping... Uh, that we see a little bit more peace and, and togetherness around the world. Very good, Scott. I thought you were going to ask for a large, big-time calculator. So um, it's going to be a great holiday season. And Scott, speaking of the holidays coming up, let's get to the markets. And right now, there's a lot of kids out there, probably some grown-ups, looking for a nice present to be brought, or many, from Santa Claus. But you, an analyst or investors, are really focused on, will there be a Santa Claus rally at the end of this year? Scott, what are your thoughts? Always hoping for that Santa Claus rally, Matt, but it looks like uh, Santa enjoyed some uh, Thanksgiving dinner this year. Uh, Santa came early. Santa here? I know him. Uh, Santa came early because what we were seeing in the markets was that extreme pessimism, that skepticism that grew high, and it really started in that mid-August month, lasted through really the last week of October, first week of November, and it was all centered around the fear that the Fed hasn't done enough. Frankly, that fear was wrong. Okay, so I was wrong. And the markets have responded by communicating that the Fed is done. We've watched rates roll over. Specifically, most investors are looking at that 10-year Treasury bond, which is now off of the high of a little over 5%, now down to about 4.25% at this time. But the market continues to go higher and pessimism grows. The markets will grow over time as we get more data in confirming the Fed is done. Yes, some say the Fed's gonna cut rates in 2024. We're not looking that far ahead yet. What we're looking at is that rally that recently occurred and that we hope continues. Scott, good points there, but I wanna move back and talk about the Santa Claus rally. Where did it get started? It actually started and was coined in 1972. Yale Hirsch, uh, he's the founder of the Stock Traders Almanac, coined the phrase, for the last five trading days of the year and the first two trading days of the following year. And we've got history on our side here, Scott, for a positive return. Did you know that since 1972, 79.2% of the time, the stock market is actually up during this period? So maybe less transactions, a little less um, volume at this time. And Scott, you just made some good points where the market's been doing well. And also, you know, you look back at November, we're coming in hot with the S&P up 8.9% during this time. Is it hot in here or is it just me? So I'm actually going to stick with history anyway here. I think we've had some decent earnings that came in this past quarter. Um, the stock market's focused on the Fed most likely dropping rates at some point in early to mid-2024. And the U.S. economy is still showing that there's possibly going to be a soft landing. So I'm going to stick with history and I expect there to be a Santa Claus rally upcoming. 
Matt, I want to switch topics, but I want to stay on a year-end discussion. One of them being around taxes. Commonly, clients will ask us about a year-end strategy they can implement to reduce their tax exposure, one of them being Roth IRA conversions. How do you answer that question to clients? Thanks, Scott. And let's first define what a Roth IRA conversion is. A Roth IRA conversion involves transferring the retirement funds from a traditional type IRA or 401k into a Roth account. The account holder must pay tax on the money they convert, but their withdrawals from the Roth account can be tax-free in the future. So think about this. This is the opposite of traditional. We're not receiving that tax deduction up front, so you're paying that taxes now, but it's going to be tax-free on the back end. So why could this be a good strategy? Well, if you think taxes are going to be higher in the future, this would be a way to have that tax-free savings. That sounds, uh, yeah, that sounds nice. And right now, it's a concern. Allianz Life Insurance Company of North America just had a recent study. 72% of the people they interviewed said they are concerned higher taxes in the future are going to impact their retirement income plans. So we're already seeing people take advantage of this. This is something that we're using as a strategy. And also... We've had this happen with some of our clients recently where they had either lower income, may have lost their job, or if their business owner had losses, they were able to convert some of their retirement funds in that year, which will be a huge tax savings to them in the future. Scott, what are your thoughts? Matt, I often get asked about Roth conversions, and typically they're very suitable for clients with low income in a certain year, and they want to be able to move some assets that are pre-tax into after-tax or Roth, that makes sense. What I also get asked a lot about is how to fund a backdoor Roth IRA and how that works. Essentially, taxpayers are able to fund a non-deductible IRA and simply recharacterize that contribution as a Roth contribution. That's putting money into a Roth IRA via the backdoor method. Doesn't make it appropriate or applicable for all taxpayers. They need to speak with their tax advisor because there's some clients out there that have different types of other IRAs that would make this rule nullified. Scott, great points there. And obviously talking to a tax advisor, like you point out, is very important. But Scott, let's get back to the markets here. And 2023 has been dominated by the Magnificent Seven. We're not talking about the movie. We're talking about the top seven big tech stocks. They're carrying the S&P 500. They include Apple, Amazon, Alphabet, NVIDIA, Meta, Microsoft, and Tesla. I ask you, the analysts, can their dominance continue? Can the market rally without them? Just take the inverse of your question, because you're talking about seven stocks uh, that represent now 30% of the S&P 500. 12 months ago, that was 21% of the S&P 500. These seven stocks are up about 70% year to date, as of the taping of this video, while the other 493, up about 6%. So certainly warrants the question, could a rally continue without them? Certainly we're investing in the S&P 500 as that benchmark, that's that widely held known, this is the market, and it's a market cap weighted index, meaning the bigger the company, the larger the weighting. So over time, could the market rally without them? And I don't believe it can. I believe that the market does need the largest names. And again, when I speak to market, I'm saying the S&P 500 does need those largest names to continue higher. 
I'm not saying that the broad index can't rally along with it, but I believe in order for the market to go higher, you do need the largest names to be participating in that rally at the very least. Okay, Scott, great points there. If you don't mind, I'm going to try to act like an analyst as well, put on my analyst glasses. And I first, I want to start talking right now about valuation. And the valuations are pretty high right now in those seven companies. The price of these companies are 50 times their expected earnings right now. Did you know the historical price to earnings ratio on the S&P 500 is around 16? So even though these companies are producing free cash flow, they got to keep up their earnings to keep that price growing as well. And you always talk about, Scott, growth at a reasonable price. More than 40% of the S&P 500 companies right now are trading below their 200-day moving average. So in my opinion, there's some substantial upside value out there with the other companies in the S&P 500. In my opinion, if the rates are lower next year or, or they drop and there's more potential growth, you'll see that in these seven companies, but the rest of the market will grow as well. So I don't think there's going to be dominance in this scenario. I think the undervalued areas that we've talked about, such as healthcare, financials, utilities, telecom, are all very good places to be if the market continues to recover. And I'm not saying the top seven stocks won't grow as well, but they just won't dominate compared to the other areas of the market. Look, in my opinion, it can't be done. But for now, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about something really important to our investors and our clients, which is their personal cash flow. And we've all seen a big change that occurred back on October 1st around student loans and how those payments started back up again and how that affects our clients and consumers out there. So when you're in financial planning meetings, what are you telling clients around this change? Scott, thanks for the question. You asked, well, you really mentioned the word effect. It's affecting tens of millions of borrowers out there right now. There's $1.6 trillion in student loan debt. And oh my Lord, how the money rolled in. And it's already been coming up the past few months in our client meetings. We are digging deep now in those financial plans because we are now comparing interest rates on their student loan versus other loans they have. Should they be overpaying now their student loan more depending on the interest rate? We're also looking at how the cash flow is being affected for other investment vehicles that they're adding money to. Do we have to pull back or other one-time expenses or needs such as fixing up your house, going on vacation or trips? So this outflow is definitely added to our financial planning. And also just to point out, there's actually a new income-driven plan that the government just passed called the SAVE program. So this is helping lower income borrowers where they can potentially have a lower payment going forward. So you take in all these changes and how this is affecting cash flow. This is definitely something that's affecting clients and a lot of people right now. Scott, what do you think? Matt, does sound like something that needs to be talked about in planning meetings uh, and discussed. On my side, uh, it's pretty obvious that if somebody is spending more on interest payments or on debts, they have less to save. Uh, they also have less to spend. But I also believe that the spending that consumers do, it's not just reflective on debt payments and interest, it's also reflective on their feelings of the overall economy and on their feelings of their personal jobs. They have feelings, my friend. And as we watch some economic data come in over the last couple of months that's been deteriorating from the Fed efforts, 
we're starting to see some bleed through into jobs. Job openings are lower, unemployment has ticked up a little bit, and that's going to affect sentiment also. So consumers out there, they're going to be watching for the strength of their job. They're going to be looking at their spending, and they're also going to have to factor in whether or not they have higher interest payments or higher debt payments from some of these changes that you spoke about. Okay, Scott, great points again right there and another great episode. As we said earlier, it's the holidays. Anything else you want to add to uh, our show today? No, I just would want to wish everybody a happy holiday season. I hope everybody uh, remains safe. I hope everybody gets everything they're wishing for from Santa or, or Hanukkah Harry. And uh, no, I wish everyone the best. Scott, that sounds great. I want to tell you I'm thankful for my family and for you and how lucky we are to work together. So investors out there, remember, happy holidays. Stay focused, stay disciplined, and stay tuned for the next episode of The Bash. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee for future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. The economic forecasts set forth in this material may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee that strategies promoted will be successful. This information is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized tax or legal advice. We suggest that you discuss your specific situation with a qualified tax or legal advisor.